Hello, and welcome to Entropy Rising, a 4E D&D podcast. Uh, tonight, Entropy Rising is brought to you by Nerd Cannon, a podcast where three nerdy librarians look at pop culture cornerstones from their childhood <laughs> and decide they're good enough to be shared with the next generation of nerd. Good work, TJ. I'm not paying for this ad spot. <laughs> you are in time. Like, you're, you're, you're going to eventually edit this. and yeah, That's true. <laughs> um, so. Hold on. You didn't say real play podcast, and Paul always said that. What is the difference between the two? What did TJ say? I wasn't listening. <laughs> well, that sums up the campaign. No, uh, <laughs> or just our lives. That's but... our slogan for this campaign. <laughs> what did TJ say? I wasn't I listening. Was <laughs> I just said a four, I just said it was a four E D and D podcast. But like you used to always say, it was a real play podcast. What is? Yeah, because we're actually playing the game instead of just sitting around talking about it. Well. Are we? Okay. Arguably, <laughs> I don't think well, we rolled later. more than three dice. We're thirty seconds into the recording, right? Yeah. No. And does any of it matter? No. no. <laughs> but like we're not we're not commentating about five e d d like oh this rule is stupid or I think oh, okay. the spell is overpowered or like we're tr- we're trying to play the game badly but mm. we're still trying. Well, see, I always wondered what the opposite was like. Is it a dead? Is it Fake play is it? Yeah, scripted play. <laughs> that that's a thing too. Yeah. What? Yeah. Scripted. Like you just read a script, or like where, like like we do, for the is most it, part so are it, doing. Like, isn't that just what radio used I, to be? I challenge you to write an episode. Like, I will do that for your campaign. The next one, I will write a scripted one. We'll do it like a radio play. Okay. Yeah, well, I, mean, like, I I think they. Often, I mean, it's varying levels of scriptedness, but I do yeah. think so. I listen to the Adventure Zone. I mean, they're very bad at D and D, but they're good on like story. And I do think that most of their stuff is improvised, and more so now. But it you get the sense like they have talked, like they've basically edited out bits where they're like, okay, this could go this way, or it could go this way. Oh, uh, let's change this role into something else because it's more interesting if we go the other way. Mm-hmm. It, or they say like, "This is the beats of the story we want to get to, but how we get there might change." But like, this is sort of the path we're on, and they all kind of know. Like I said, I think it's less now, but I got the sense that at least in some of their arcs, they were like very much talking about how the story was going to go before they would get there. So yeah, like you, you maybe improv the dialogue and everything as you go along, but like everyone agrees, hey, in this episode, you know, we're going to start at the inn, we're going to go through this cave, and we're going to fight, you know, these monsters along the way, and blah blah blah. See, I feel like that is what and this is from an outsider's perspective. I have not listened to much critical role, but I feel like in the when they were first starting off up through season one it felt mostly like, yeah, you could believe that they, they didn't talk about it much or have those sorts of moments. But as time wears on, it like friends of mine have even said, yeah, it doesn't feel as spontaneous. It feels like it's more scripted. Like this is what is going to happen and everyone knows about it. Like even the final part of season one where uh, Joe Mangello is like, oh, and I cut off Vecna's hand, put it on myself, hop up at a portal and I'm gone. It's like, wait. 
that wasn't a role playing moment. That was just you deciding that that was going to happen. And I'm like, you definitely didn't decide that on your own. Yeah. And I get it. It was probably for some sort of me- maybe meta story, but then it felt like, oh, how much of the rest of this is that? Yeah. I don't know. Just an outsider's perspective. Well, we're we're 100% real play. Great. Real, re- no, except no substitutes. Not even TJ knows what's going to happen tonight. <laughs> There's no script. Yeah. You guys got a script? <laughs> the points don't matter. Oh, man. That was my favorite. Wait, were you guys part of that? The the column mockery thing? Maybe. Oh, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I remember what vicious you're mockery. Vicious uh, mockery. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. Uh, also, as as a rata for last week, uh, Steve said that uh, you know when you have the Taco Bell, Long John Silver's, A and W all combo restaurant, that the uh, the fish sticks would be on the outside. You know, there would be stuff. Some would be stuffed in that. And I said, no, of course you can't have it like that. It would be in the center. But what I failed to consider is that you could build a log cabin out of the fish sticks that everything else could live in. And so, of course, Steve was right. So that's the errata. Okay. That's the errata from last week. Otherwise, sure. everything else was perfect. So, okay. <laughs> uh, it's time for the new game that is continuing to sweep the nation. Season B of gaming. I like gaming. Or Oh. Well, if I'm in a boat, I like that. Uh, <laughs> paddle, paddle, paddle. All right. Uh, this week, the order is Steve, then Paul, then Matt. Did anyone say death? Death. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't hear it. I don't know. I wasn't listening. <laughs> oh. Okay, just, just for, so our listeners know, we're just mean to TJ. That's, that's it. Just, it's unnecessary. We shouldn't do it, but we always do. <laughs> oh. Because I don't feel like researching gaming history. Uh, I've decided to delve into yet another classic Super Nintendo RPG game. So the theme for oh, no. this week is Final Fantasy. I knew you were going to say three. that. Oh shit! <laughs> I will. I will fail. Go ahead. All right. So again, the order is Steve, Paul, and Matt. Uh, number one. The most notable change in the North America localization of Final Fantasy VI for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System was the reframing of Celeste's suicide attempt, as it was decided that suicide was not an appropriate topic for the North American market at that time. Number two, the most advanced Mode 7 graphics in Final Fantasy III weren't for the cutscenes, but were used for moving through the overworld. And three, the game has 14 playable characters, and though none die, as opposed to Eris in Final Fantasy VII, 11 are not required to complete the second half of the game. Okay, I have to pick from those, huh? You do. You have to pick that one is not true, okay. which means that two are. The last one sounds true because it just feels like in most of the games that that there's only a few characters that are actually essential to the story. So the third one sounds entirely plausible. The suicide thing sounds very possible given how restrictive that code, whatever ESRB, whatever the the gaming thing was back in the day. Like that wouldn't surprise me a bit if that was true. What was the second one? The most advanced. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, the world graphic. Um, in which way? In which? In which one? Which one is number two? Final Fantasy three. They're all about Final Fantasy 
three slash six. I I, okay. I said six because yeah, yeah. We like Japan it. was six. Yep, 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 yep. That sounds that sounds very plausible to me too. Because yeah, I'm gonna go with one is the falsehood. All right. Paul. Yeah, can you read them again? Sure. One. The most notable change in the North America localization of Final Fantasy VI for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System was the reframing of Celeste's suicide attempt, as was decided that suicide was not an appropriate topic for the North American market at that time. Number two, the most advanced Mode 7 graphics in Final Fantasy III weren't used for the cutscenes, but were used for moving through the overworld. And number three, the game has 14 playable characters, and though none die as opposed to Eris in Final Fantasy VII. Eleven are not required to complete the second half of the game. So I, okay, I think that, the, like, exactly like last time, this is a game that TJ said to me, hey, Paul, this game is cool. Take this cartridge. You go play this game now. He did that with and me. And I think that I played this all the way through. I believe I did too, mostly because he was checking up on me. And probably we were probably going through operant conditioning at that point. So he's like, Steve, how you doing? I'm doing well. And he gave me like an M&M or something. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say puberty. Uh... <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think you can give puberty, Paul. I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> we were going through puberty. Oh, that. <laughs> I, I think I'm on board with the last one which is extra characters. Like, that sounds okay to me. Um, so be- between one and two, and Steve said one. So if I go with Steve, I'm safe to stay at the same record as Steve. <laughs> what was the second thing again? The most advanced. Most oh, the graphics. graphics. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. The most advanced graphics thing. I don't know. Um, going through the overworld, that's always... like. That was shitty, though. I mean, yes, it was just blocky shit, right? <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'm gonna have to go with Steve. And I'm trying to. I don't even remember. I think that, I'm going with Steve because I think two and three sound real to me, and I I I'm going with Steve. Number one. One sounds like the one that's the trap. Say it's less. No. Eh. Oh, so now you're, I changed your mind. No, I'm I'm sticking with no, one. He's he's locked in. He can't change his mind. Oh, okay. Right can you can before <laughs> wait, wait. Can you tell me what the what the I guess you can't give any new information because Steve already went, but like what would it have changed to? What did it change to, TJ? You want you want to tell me? He's probably gonna tell us it, after it, we it says read the reframing of Celeste's suicide attempt. Yeah. To what to what though? She uh, to take a nap. She got hit by a car instead of <laughs> diving into traffic. Like <laughs> that, it's that's she the reframing. Go back to her home planet. Right. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think that one's true. I think it, and mostly because I think two and three sound more believable than that. So I think number one. So when, I, when when I did uh, gaming or deaf with Paul, it was less because uh, I knew almost none of them ever. But I was like, okay, this one sounds like the trap that Paul wants me to choose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. So, so then it was like, it's like this one's too tempting. Yeah. So it can't be that one. Like, <laughs> sorry. Go ahead, Matt. 
see, the, my problem is I don't think I ever played it because I was too busy playing Chrono Trigger, which is clearly the superior game. Well, it was also, mm-hmm. I mean, how long did Paul and I have it respected? Like in the span of time <laughs> that we were together, it was like half of it was, you know, us. <laughs> I, I actually uh, think I agree with Matt, but. So uh, part of the problem is, so the mode seven stuff going on the world map, I know for sure was in Chrono Trigger. I, oh. I don't know. I don't have anything to work with on Final Fantasy three slash six, except is this the one with the mecha that walk in the beginning? And is that a mode seven cutscene? So I'm going to go with that as being the false because I think that might be in that game. Oh, so you can, mm. we, split, we split apart. Yep. So, so I Matt's going to take a lead take a or, or, or yeah. fail horribly or yeah. leave dust because I never played the game. I, I hate to tell you, we played and it didn't help us at all. So, so, so TJ, here's the deal. We all agree on number three, so you have to start with that one. Okay. Uh, I want to check one thing really quick. Oh. Did I just call him out in his own game? Asterix. <laughs> Everyone gets a point. No one falls behind. <laughs> okay, so number one, the game has 14 playable characters, and though none die, as opposed to Eris in Final Fantasy VII, 11 are required to complete the second half of the game. That is true, but to me what's weird is, like, there's not really a main character, like his ensemble thing, but, like, I think almost anyone who's played the game would argue that, like, the two first characters that you're introduced to, Terra, who's usually yep. considered the main character in the game, and Locke, they're not required to complete the second of the game. Like, you could never have, like, you could never put them in your party, you could never do anything with them, and you'd be a-okay. <laughs> they're not they're not required to complete the game. It's uh, Celeste, Edgar, and Saban, I think, that are the three that you have to have. Included. Well, that's, that, I mean, that's good, though. It's a true ensemble game, then. Yeah, it really, <laughs> it is. And you get a little bit of uh, something uh, from everybody. You guys said uh, split on the next two. So I'll just start with number one. The most notable change in the North American localization of Final Fantasy VI for the Super Nintendo was the reframing of Celeste's suicide attempt as it was decided that suicide was not an appropriate topic for the North American market at that time. That is not true because <laughs> that is widely recognized as like one of the most impactful parts of the story and like is often noted as like, oh, like this was handled really well. She throws herself off the cliff. Uh, cliff. Things that, oh, okay. Things that they changed were like some of the espers were like nudes, like you could see a butt, like a pixelated butt, and they decided to put a piece of cloth over it for some reason. So there were some localization changes, but they didn't do anything to the story. Huh. At least nothing. Don't. See, didn't help. Didn't help that I had played Matt. Don't remember okay. the story at all. <laughs> so the most advanced mode seven graphic in Final Fantasy weren't for the cutscenes they were used for moving through the overworld. They absolutely were used for moving through the overworld. Matt pointed out about the mech starting. I don't know that I would consider that a cutscene, but since you specifically mentioned that as a cutscene... Because can you control that? I mean, you kind of control them, but it's... you you. But, like, it's, it's part of the just... introduction of the game. Like, you don't really do... I, like, you haven't controlled a character, I think, at that point. Mm-hmm. But but I'm not, I'm not certain enough, so... I'm going to give everyone a point because you specifically called that out. That is clearly what? they used it. Listen, half a, half, it's worth wait. half a point at best. If he <laughs> proved me wrong, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Give him a point as long yeah, as TJ yeah. doesn't get any points. Finally, yeah. TJ does get no points. Um, yeah, I like I when I was thinking about the cutscenes, I was thinking about like you know, oh, you're in the scene, and then like 
you lose control for a little bit. And that's always just like using the same graphics they use like when you're like walking on like the town map or whatever. Or maybe like the the battle um scenarios. Like it's that level of detail. They don't do anything fancy. But yeah, the mode seven, you guys are absolutely hundred percent correct. It looks like hot garbage. I think it's more just about like how you move through them, like the fact that it could like quickly render things as you moved, as opposed to like more like static things. Mm-hmm. So they weren't good graphics, but like how they yeah. how you interacted with them was it, it wasn't was just like side scroll. Exactly. So uh, with that, everyone moves to three and oh, and I need yeah. to get better at framing my lies. All right. I, I assume next week or next next session, we will be talking about uh, the Super Mario RPG, which is another <laughs> or, Super Nintendo game that TJ lent me to play. <laughs> or, and, and me or one of the Donkey Kong ones. <laughs> OK, yeah. <laughs> Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. One, two or three. <laughs> Donkey Kong RPG? No, no, Donkey Kong RPG, Donkey Kong Country. Did you guys play Donkey Kong RPG? That's great. (laughs) (laughs) Did you did you drink Skittle Brow when you were playing it? (laughs) Oh no, I can't stop lying. What's happening? So let's let's do a very brief recap. Who would like to say what happened last time? Not Steve, because I didn't I didn't re-listen. But you were there last time. <laughs> yeah. Was he though? <laughs> Prove it. Uh I could say some stuff and maybe Matt can help fill in. Sure. We were investigating still where the skeleton invasion came from that attacked our temple. And we talked to Fate for a little bit and we decided that we were gonna investigate the docks. I think because of like a random comment from Kafan who was like, oh, fog, fog surely comes from the water. So <laughs> let's go investigate the docks. And we're like, yes, this sounds reasonable. <laughs> so we went down to the docks and Gwen talked to the harbor master or somebody like that mm-hmm. and uh, got basically no information. Yep. We we saw Jalarama and talked to her. And she's what was cool the name of her ship again? The banana hammock. No, that's wrong. It, it wasn't that you guys got no information. You were just told like the no no fog was documented that night. Right. Not that right. it couldn't have been, but it was unlikely, uh, or at least it wasn't significant enough to cause any disruptions to uh, the port. And they didn't notice any skeletons climbing out of the water or anything like they that. Definitely didn't document any skeletons. <laughs> the the cruel summer is the name of her yeah. uh, ship, Steve. Uh, that's not canon, but we've all decided it. So good luck, TJ. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we uh <laughs> she will take us on as passengers again if she's still around they're trying to get a crew right now and they mm-hmm. don't know how long that will take then we went and oh, we offered to get her a dinghy yes i and that's part of i think when we went back and talked to fate again Gifan was like oh by the way we needed you need to give a dinghy to this ship that's in the harbor and fate was like what and we're like yeah do that thing she said I well, first you're like we need a boat <laughs> and then you're like yeah. oh actually just a dinghy right and then we went and investigated out one of the gates where we saw the skeleton, what we think of the skeleton tracks, and we walked. We found a hole that we crawled into, and then we walked for like nine hours down this tunnel. Oh, and, yeah. And it was very definitely not round. It was square uh, or like a, you know, what's the name for like an extruded rectangle? You just said it. Like a box? 
Yeah, but like a cylinder, a cylindrical would be like a long tube. And what a if it's box a long would be tube? a three-dimensional <laughs> rectangle. A, cu- a cuboid. Uh, it, so we walked and we eventually got to basically Nowheresville next to the ocean. We didn't see anybody or anything. And we saw we the ocean. Ate, we saw the ocean. It was a nice walk to the beach. Yep. And I don't know if we were implied that we walked back because we said we were going to walk like until we got to something or needed rations and then we were going to basically go back so we wouldn't need any more food because we had enough for like a long walk or if tj if you wanted like are we starting that we are wistfully staring at the sea or are we back at the the hole or somewhere else the uh, two things that i wanted to say one was uh did you mention that you also got your new equipment oh yeah we all got we got shiny things i uh i'm super glad that you sent that because i thought that the shiny things was the previous episode and i always felt really bad that like man you guys like you just spent the whole time just walking down this path (laughs) so it was good that i was reminded like no uh, that was only like the very end of the i mean we also spent some time like i spent some time trying to fix our internet and matt spent some time oh yeah yeah yeah. dropping out and steve spent some time chasing a bat so Hey Steve, what which, are you with the which bat? we never found. <laughs> oh, really? It was circling the room. It went to this one area, and then I almost got it with the butterfly net that I was going to try to catch it with. It, I thought it fell down. It was on your back the whole time. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 like yeah, it's a parasite that's taken over my body. Um, no, and then it has not shown up since. And I honestly thought I killed it. And like maybe it crawled underneath her, the dresser that's in that room. But I don't know. I, I assume that rotting bat would smell after this point. So I have no idea what happened, but it's just not in that room anymore. Did it, did it throw down a smoke grenade before it vanished? <laughs> As I said, do you have any, do you have any bumps you can't explain? <laughs> have, you, have you felt the need to eat bugs recently? No, but I have felt the need to. Become a millionaire and <laughs> lament and the crime. loss of my parents. <laughs> that's what happens when you get bit by a bat. You turn into Batman. Because mm-hmm. that's yeah. sweet. Yeah. Spider-Man, Spider-Man got bit by a spider. <laughs> right. Ant-Man got bit by an ant. Wolverine <laughs> got bit by a Wolverine. Bit, I feel like it's more like, like, I don't think that getting rabies turns you into a bajillionaire. That doesn't seem right. Well, I, I, I feel like have rabies. Don't I, be speechless, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> and I feel like I would be able to raise that much from a GoFundMe. Oh, okay. Hey, I got bit by a bat. Please give me all your money. <laughs> so I can be Batman. Oh, please well, don't say that. Because otherwise it ruins the whole secret identity. Oh. Duh. <laughs> Bitten by bat. Need money for utility belt. <laughs> <laughs> Special mobility vehicle. <laughs> oh, Steve and Paul need to jump into roll twenty, please. Oh, okay. Apologies. Nope, do we also okay. need our character sheets tonight? Why? We did we them last night. Right. So I basically just said, like, you guys walk out and you don't really see anything except that you're like on a cliff at the ocean, right? Correct. Sounds okay. right. Sure. And do you guys see yourselves on a cliff on the ocean? Like, uh, yeah, it, it's really crappy, but like. <laughs> Do you see that there's blue and there's red? Yep. And white. 
That's yeah. why I said, are we in France? It's like the flag, That's, Yes, right? it's France. Bonjour. <laughs> Bonjour, you cheese-eating spider monkeys. <laughs> Surrender monkeys. Oh, sir, thank you. I, I knew it was a monkey. Can I get credit for being a monkey? Yes, absolutely you can. Oh, inspiration. I assume that's what you're giving him? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> inspiration has no value in 4E. Oh. Um, <laughs> I'll, put it in my, I'll put it in my temporary hit points box. <laughs> <laughs> I. <laughs> you have the square root of negative one. Uh, so anyway... So I basically said you walked out and you didn't see anything. So one of the reasons maybe that you didn't see anything is because you've been walking for several hours and it is now nighttime. Mm, watch out, there might be bats. <laughs> <laughs> Steve's dumbing up and down. Bite me, bite me. <laughs> Steve is so, or Aerith is? The, uh, it is not a cloudy night. It is pretty clear. So the, uh, there's a you know three-quarter moon out. So you're getting plenty of light from there and you can see some stars. So it the ocean is dark, but like you can see below like I I threw this together quick, but ideally you would be like look over the edge of the cliff and you'd see like a small beach and you could see the light you know reflecting off the sand. So in your map, TJ, where is the edge of the cliff? The white? Like yeah. is the Okay. Yeah. So, so like if I if I go stand like here, I'm looking down onto a beach below me. Yeah, it's it's a narrow okay. strip of beach. You know, it's not very wide. Like the cliffs do more or less come to the water's edge, but there's like a small spot where, like you know, they've been eroded away, and there's you know, uh, some there's a small stretch where you know, or maybe like the tide's out, and that's why you can see it. Um, but yeah, there's a small strip of uh, sand beneath you, and it's like I said, it's it's enough that you can have some idea of what's in the area but is it is nighttime it is pretty dark out so you know if you step to the edge and you look you know you don't see any uh, boat lights in the water and this is a uh, it's a pretty rocky surface but if anyone would like to let's see i don't remember what i had you guys if i just had you I'm trying to think about what check i had you do to do uh, to see the tracks last time, if it was just a perception check or if it was something else. I think I just did perception. That sounds right. Does that sound right? Yep. Sure. Okay. Then anyone who would like to could use perception. Does anybody have better than average dark time vision? Night no? vision? I don't Goggles? Know. Yeah. I don't. I, don't. I, I have low light vision, apparently. Oh, I do. I have low light. I do have a sun I rod. I don't think dark vision exists in this one. Mm-hmm. I think everything's low light vision or nothing. Well, anyway, I'm, I'm percepting. Oh, I shall do it as well. I got a 23, TJ. Wow. I, I got, got I got a 9. Was Matt rolling? I said 18. You rolled it in. Oh, sorry, I didn't yeah. hear you. I It was a simultaneous talking. I apologize. No, that's okay. Okay. Uh, So, Gwen... And Aerith uh, don't notice, but uh, Kafan does, that the that there are some indications of travel. Like, it, you know, there's not footprints because it's, you know, hard rock and it had been, you know, basically like packed, hard packed dirt inside the tunnel. But 
uh, it leads right to the cliff's edge. And if you come to that spot, you can see that there is a rope leading down. I'll call the other two over wherever I am and, and just point out the rope. And uh, I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to point it out. I look down. Where do you think it goes? Aerith looks up. <laughs> says nothing. Should we go down and investigate? Sh- sh- should we go down? I think we have to. We've come all this way. Why not another couple feet? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so uh, it is It is about, we'll say like, between 25 and 35 feet down. It goes down into water? It, it goes down to that beach. Narrow narrow strip of land. Narrow strip of beach. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not going to go splash. I'm going to go break my legs if I fall. If you fall. <laughs> if you if you are considering and you, you know, sort of look at the rope, uh, it does seem like it is secured pretty, is affixed pretty securely uh, to the cliff's edge and uh the rope is also knotted like to ease climbing so if anyone chooses to go down you'll still have to make a roll but uh you'll get a bonus to that roll and how sorry i I know you said it already how far is it down from the rope to the ground oh like the, the rope basically goes all the way to the ground i know what is that distance oh like from the edge of the cliff to the to the yep. strip of ground. I said it's about 25 to 35 feet. Uh, okay, so it's not even that far. Like, there's not much falling damage even if we fail, so. Yeah, like, if you if you rolled a one and then I had you double check and you rolled yet another one, like, maybe you'd fall instantly and that would be right, not right. great. But, like, even if you, like, you know, had a failing roll, I'd probably only treat it as, like, eh, you, you maybe lost your slip, like, halfway there and maybe, like, you know, sprain your leg or something. Like, it, it yeah, you'd, you'd probably are we, are we... be fine. Are we supposed to be at full hit points right now? Let's say yes. Okay. I changed mine to full because I couldn't figure out why if we walked for nine hours and whatever. We haven't had a battle, so what's that rattle? All right. So Kafan will look at the two of you, and then they'll start climbing down. Aerith will wait until he's all the way down before next going. Do you want me to roll anything, TJ? This should probably be an athletics role, but I'll allow athletics or acrobatics. The same. I got a nine. Okay. Who's going next? Uh, oh, me. And, and are you waiting for the person in front of you to get like all the way down, or are you? I, I like... already said I'm waiting till until he's mm-hmm. all the way down before I would start. Okay. Uh, so then I will tell you that uh, he moves fairly slowly. You know, maybe you hear his. So remind me again, Paul, Kafan, when they're not holding their axe, like actively holding it, mm-hmm. is there like a little holster on his back, on their, on their back <laughs> for it? Uh, K- Kafan has, it's the chain that is like from the, from the manacle on Kafan's wrist to the axe is like 10 feet of chain. Right. So, so the idea is it, you just drag it. No, the okay. chain is usually wrapped around their body. Oh, okay. And I guess the axe could be sort of like hooked into that if I if if I need to use both hands to like climb okay. that rope. Or you can okay. drop it like an anchor. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So we'll we'll say like you know uh, the 
you know, maybe uh, once or twice you hear like the chains and axe like slam against the cliff wall. You know, maybe there's a breeze that, you know, pushes them a little bit. But all in all, uh, nothing that makes them shout out in pain or terror and they get to the bottom, you know, a-okay. So, uh, Aerith's up. So I'm now looking at the character sheet, uh, the remade one, not my handwritten one, and I don't have low light vision, so I'm going to guess that I don't have it. And for whatever reason, I wrote it down before. It seems odd that I would have, and it's not true, but I don't know. What's what's your character class? You're a, like a Revenger? <laughs> yep, that's what he said. <laughs> uh, but I'm a... Yeah, I don't... I can look it up later, but... Uh, okay, so I'm rolling... I'm rolling acrobatics. There, uh, it's a 15, plus my acrobatics is 19. All right. Is Gwen also waiting for is- her to make it all the way down? Definitely waiting. She's okay. afraid she's going to turn into a cannonball. <laughs> because because you're like Molly Cyrus and you're just going to swing in the nude on this rope, or that's she's a ball. Like a ball. Yep, there I, I, I was there for you, Steve. Thanks. Um, <laughs> so, uh, what I was going to say is probably because you don't have big flowy robes on, probably because you don't have a giant chain and axe. the The breeze along the ocean doesn't bother you as much. And you move through, you move down uh, pretty easily. Great. So you reach the bottom and you can, you know, give a little hey, hey, or whatever. And uh, it can be Gwen's turn. I would, I think he would send up, you know, like the equivalent of a what, cantrip, like, you know, just shoot one up in the air, like a flare. Sure. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Paul. I was going to say, I'm just looking at this thing that says Revenants do have low light vision. Oh, okay. So it's just. Do you have dark reaping? The power of dark reaping. Yes. Yeah, so I, I, in 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 on the new character sheet, it has a section called race features. I would have thought that low light vision would go there. Yeah. Oh no. Okay. Sorry. Underneath senses, there's a special notation. Special senses. It low is. light vision. See, I didn't make it up. It's just hiding. Our senses. Oh, I see it. Mine's yeah, like under okay. passive perception and yep, special yeah. senses. Okay. Really tiny print. Under census, it says 492,325. That's how many skeletons we have to fight? <laughs> oh, no. That's how many skeletons we've already fought uh, and conquered. Good thing those NPCs were there to help. <laughs> Gwen. Gwen. All right. Can, can uh Kafan be like looking around down here? Like oh. I wouldn't just stand at the bottom of the rope and be like, oh no. look, I'll just no. stare up at the other people. Kafan has to close their eyes and uh oh. count to a hundred. <laughs> and then you know, yell ready or not, here I come. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, Aerith, you're not. Aerith is definitely looking around as well. No, you have to do the same thing. Uh, that's that's fine. You guys can both be looking around, and uh, there's there's not there's no imminent danger. So we'll talk about what you see uh, once Gwen gets down. Gwen, got yeah, a whether two. it's really fast or slow. <laughs> exactly. Gwen got a two. A two, you say? Yes. <laughs> Is that a <laughs> minus? Her. That's a minus, Matt. Because her palms are sweaty. Mom's <laughs> spaghetti. Why Where did don't... you get spaghetti? 
I'm making a reference to a son. <laughs> Wait, you're not sharing spaghetti? This is terrible. Mm. So uh, why don't the, you... The ration that, that Gwen brought along was just like a little Tupperware of spaghetti. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me double check see what I want you to do. Make a... Streetwise. <laughs> exactly. Make a streetwise check. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what I need to get the job done. Make a religion check. How much should <laughs> I pray if they fall? <laughs> oh, sweet Raven Queen. Ah! Yeah, make a make a reflex check. That's not good either. No, we have a reflex defense. How do you? Yeah, we don't make reflex. Yeah, checks. yeah, I know. That's that's why I, I knew it was a defense, and I was trying to. I the uh, reflex is a defense that I can't roll against. You, yeah, uh, a lonely child, and <laughs> <laughs> TJ could attack your reflex. Yeah, but that's that quite. Okay, just make a dex uh, check. You were going to say save again. You can't do that, TJ. Yeah, I know. I know. But make a dex check. But that's what those things are. They're supposed to be the equivalents of those things. Yeah, well, I know. It's also just an acrobatics check now. Like, I assume that Gwen is not proficient in acrobatics. Nope. Perfect. Make an acrobatics tra- check. Trained or whatever the hell it is in this game. Are you sure that it, it, just, it wouldn't be one of those? Oh, well. I, I trust you, which is a terrible idea. So it's acrobatics in, which would make uh, that a two. <laughs> so basically, it's a good thing. It's a good thing that Aerith and Kafan were both just walking in opposite directions down the beach because all of a sudden, wham! <laughs> Does your armor have built-in airbags? We're gonna find out. <laughs> Well, she has breasts. Right. Just fall on your chest like a belly flop. Mm-hmm. Do, 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 looking for the thing. Do, 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 looking for the thing. I don't think it ever changed in additions, isn't it? D6 per 10 feet or something? Yeah. If that's what, if that's what you're looking for, TJ, I'm pretty sure Steve's right. What did Steve say? <laughs> Damage is a, a D6 per 10 feet. Nope. That's not what it is. Oh. What? Oh. Well, fourth edition changed everything. Mm-hmm. So Gwen starts to climb down, you know, gets her feet on top of the first knot and, you know, probably does the crossed leg thing so that, you know, you, you sort of pinch it and you've got your leg wrapped around it and, uh, you know, starts to come down. But the weight of the armor really makes it hard. And as soon as she goes to reach for the rope, just just leans back too far and starts to go. So luckily the rope sort of catches your leg. Oh no, but... she's falling on her head now. <laughs> <laughs> but, but all it really seeks to do overall is it, it just, instead of a, you know, that 30 foot fall, it sort of just flips her over and now it's like a 20 foot fall. Uh, so that's going to be 2d10. Oh, Wow. Would you like to roll it, Matt, or would you like me to roll it for you? I don't know. Do I trust TJ's rolling more? Sure. Go roll it, TJ. If you're going for low numbers, yeah. Yeah. It sounds like damage. Go low. Go TJ. All right. If if TJ was a congressman, his slogan would be like, aim low, vote TJ. (laughs) Oh, no. I have to look for that later. 2D10. All right. 
uh, you take four points of damage. See? Yeah. Made the right call. I did. I rolled two twos. So I, yeah. will pass, I will pass on the two two joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you are fortunate that both your leg was already wrapped, so it helped. Well, all my armor made it hard to climb down. All my armor protected me as I fell into the sand. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, maybe it's like not sandy per se, but um, like it's got that crust on top, but like your armor just pushes right through it, and then it's a little bit softer underneath that. So My new oh, shield with its feather motif tried to make me glide, but... <laughs> You're supposed to fall on it, I think. Well, it's new. I don't know that yet. Like out of an elevator. Mm-hmm. So Gwen fell all the way to the, the sand, and I'm assuming there's some noise associated with like a thud and a rattle and maybe a groan or something, and Kafan would turn around and kind of stride back over quickly and check on her. Like, Are you okay? Okay. I'll, I'll live. So he'll help her up. Yeah. Probably wasn't much of a rattle. It was probably just like just the thud (laughs) (laughs) because the sand cushioned it somewhat it wasn't like you know hit the ground and then bounced allowing like the jangle noises to you know as things sort of rattled around but luckily not too hurt by the fall you said you're going to describe it now that we're right i I was going to say is uh if it were saying up is north and down is south on the screen was Kafan going north and Aerith going south. Sure. Sure. That's how we're organized. That yeah, that was how it looked. So. so that was my thought. So when you got down, there were no tracks that you could see. Everything seems, you know, fairly smoothed over. You know, obviously if they came from this way, which all indications were that they did, the tide has washed a trace of how they initially came from going north it seems to sort of curve the the uh, the ocean curves back east a little bit and as you walk along there is a point a little bit further north than i drew where it actually comes into a small ck like it doesn't seem to go too far back but it does eat into the cliff pretty good going south it curves out west a little bit maybe for about you know 200 feet or so and then it curves back east again and you can you have a pretty good view you can you can see and the beach just seems to go on you know as as far as your vision can see there's no real significant changes in it you know, for a good long while. I will. Psst, psst, there is a cave. Uh, Aerith will come back. Gwen dusts herself off and says we should probably check out the cave. Aerith is following Kafan. Because he knows all about it. Mm-hmm. He has Spelunker in a former life? Maybe. Probably. Yes, certainly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's definitely a chance. Mm-hmm. All right. Then we right. are Spelunker. So you continue along the beach and come to the cave. When you get to this part, it stops being sandy at all and sort of transitions to... Wait, when we get to what part? Uh, when you get to where the ocean starts to cut in. 
Um, ah. it, it's basically just rocky now. Got it. You know, the elevation came up just a tiny bit. And uh, yeah, it's just rocky here. And so the, uh, the cut-in is such that you can try to walk into the cave on this side, but there's not much of a ledge. You know, it's maybe 60 feet across this opening. It's fairly low. It's maybe only 20 feet above the ocean right now. If you look to the other side, I don't know if anyone else could see, but uh, Aerith can probably see the other side. The other side is a little bit lower. It's and the ground, the the path. It's not not a path, but like you know, if you if you wanted to venture into the cave, it'd be a little bit easier doing it so from the other side. Oh, so Aerith will just like walk over to the other side. Walk through the water. How deep is the water? It is hard to tell because the ocean is dark. Ocean is dark. Throw a rock in. Yeah. <laughs> we all have the same. Ex- I have a staff, so I can. You're going to build into a little boat? <laughs> yep. <laughs> I will use my staff and probe the water to see how deep it is. Okay. We're doomed. Like I was saying, the, uh, the, the it does come up a little bit here. So you're not like right at the water but when you start to put your staff down your staff is what like six feet we'll say sure okay so like if you lay down and you reach down um you can get like you know four feet of it into the ocean because you know you're leaning down yep yep two sticking up so uh and from there uh, you're not feeling any resistance. Ah, okay. Well, never mind then. So, yeah, like you could, it doesn't seem like there's a strong current moving through it. Like the, it seems pretty still at this moment. So it wouldn't be too treacherous if you wanted to swim. Uh, but you mu- you would almost certainly have to do some swimming. You probably couldn't just wade across. Armor is chainmail. I am not going to attempt to swim. Gwen. Oh, no. <laughs> Defeated by some still water. <laughs> yep. Am I allowed to use my encounter power outside of combat? With with me withholding the right to change my mind later, probably yes. If I use neck for success, I can uh, allow myself a, or whatever target... A plus four power bonus to his or her next skill check made before the end of his or her next turn. Yes, you can you can use that outside of combat. You just can't spam it. Yeah, that's. <laughs> or, or maybe I would say that it's an encounter. So, like, if you do it now, you have to wait until the next battle starts because otherwise, when you're out of battle, that's an encounter. Yeah, you're encountering the world right now. Mm-hmm. How, how far? How far across is it? Uh, I think I said it was like about sixty feet wide. 60 feet. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's too wide. And like we can't really go in from where we are. It sort no, of stops. No, you can't. It's just it's it's kind of narrow. It's it's we can not, try. Yeah, it's like yeah. the ledge varies between we'll say like a foot and two feet wide. You have to be like pressed up against the wall and do like a shimmy, but like it's not. You don't have to like walk with your f- feet long ways against the wall. Like like it's yeah. always wide. It's the width of your foot. It's it's the length of your foot. So like you could 
you could probably do it. And I mean, this time, at least if you fall, you would fall into the water and you have a thought at least that it's not like super shallow. If you, if you look further back, it's, it's pretty dark because, you know, there's not enough moonlight getting in there to make it low light. Like it's, it's dark in there, but because Aerith has low light vision, you can see it's at least like 30 feet before you lose your vision. You know, if you listen, maybe it's that you're hearing echoes that makes it like, it's not a tunnel system, right? Like it's not going to go on forever. It's, uh, you know, maybe 50 feet back before you would hit the walls or at least before the water stops. Uh, I guess Kefan will just start. I think I'm probably, well, I don't know, whatever. Kefan will start shimmying along this ledge and not worry about crossing over to the other side. Okay. Do you guys have a plan? Are you going to all do this? Or well, is... You will try it, because either I have to swim, or I'm going to try to shimmy, and then may end up swimming anyway. So I thought I had a way to fly, but I don't remember how to do that. You would like attack a thing, I think, right? You're like yeah, I thought I had like a stance or some kind of thing that gave me wings, but maybe it was just the attack. Must just be the attack. Anyway, we're shimmying. Shimmying. Okay, so you shimmy along, and like I said, about you know thirty feet along, it's you're basically in pitch black. Um, you guys have. I'm pretty sure that Gwen has something to... Well, I was going to say, do we, we decide that we actually have that? So, yeah, if we do, I can turn on my little lamp. What is it? Your Delver's Light? Delver's Light. Yeah. I, 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 that's I, totally not for a... Uh, <laughs> that's for a robot, but I said, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I'll figure something out. <laughs> <laughs> You're a robot at heart. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah, I, I, I said last time, and I stand by it, like, we'll just... Okay. You have it, and I will figure out a way to get it onto your character sheet if you if we can't, you know, find something else to. If we can't find it, an easy way to do it, we'll. I'll try and find a hard way we'll to just, do it. Let's we'll pretend we have it. Yeah, I'll, I'll cut out my old one and glue it onto my new one. <laughs> I'll cut out one of the PDF and I'll paste on the other PDF. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you light that up, do you remember if it is like a torch or if it's more like a flashlight? Free action, Delver's light sheds dim light to a radius of 20 squares. Okay. Or I can take it up to bright light to a radius of 20 squares. Or I can turn it off. Okay. Uh, 20 squares is 100 feet. So when you... Uh, and radius means that we'll have it everywhere. So uh, when you turn it on, uh, what you see is that it does go back about 75 feet the water does, and then the cave goes back maybe another like 10 feet past that. You know, there's there's those good rocky spires that, you know, are jutting out of the back and, uh, you know, could be quite dangerous if the tide came in um, and there was a boat because, you know, could get impaled upon them pretty easily. The cave does get a little bit higher uh, as you get back into the cave but that doesn't really do anyone much good because nothing too tall is going to get in here because it's still, like I said, only about 20 feet high at the opening. Make another perception check. Everybody? Yes. Anyone who's looking at stuff, which I'm guessing is everybody. 17. 
Are you think, sure you're rolling a d20? Holy crap, man. I think this thing is 16. Broken. See, it's sequential. Yeah. Uh, I got 11 total. We'll say that since Kafan's up front, and because Aerith has the low light vision to help with it a little bit, even though it's starting to get bright now, you guys see that there is a fire pit, an, an old fire pit in the back of the caves, or back of the cave. Uh, sticks and ash, you know, it hasn't been completely uh, dispersed. Uh, it must be that this, even when the tide comes in, that this part has enough rock solidly around it that uh, it doesn't get washed out. I will go over to it and sort of poke through the ashes. You find human bones. No, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it's it's just a uh, fire. It was made with some driftwood. I don't I don't know what else you might normally see in a fire, but I don't think I don't know that there's the, uh, the, the note that somebody tried to burn that didn't burn completely that tells us who did this all. Your <laughs> mm-hmm. perception was wasn't it. that high. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, then I'll I'll wave my hand. Nothing's in there. I'll wave my hand and instantly light the campfire again. Ooh, there's a gentle glow and a pleasing warmth. Mm. Crackle, crackle, crackle. Is it a common crackle? <laughs> just kind of look around the rest of the area. Okay. You can easily, if you want, go to the other side. And that side's easier to navigate. Nothing really to see over on that side. It's all stony over here. What else do, what else do you guys want to know about this space? Explore this space. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's not too much left. I... No graffiti. Uh, there is a picture of a dong on the wall. Oh, okay. It has been drawn with a uh, white Is it rock. angry? <laughs> no, it's jolly. Is there anything here besides like driftwood and rock? <laughs> Dick drawings. <laughs> right. No, I mean, there's no other signs that people have been in here other than the fire and the chalk drawing on the wall. I'm imagining that we've kind of like spread out a little bit and we're, you know, each sort of moving around in the space looking for anything. And I just look up and look at the two of them and kind of shrug mm-hmm. across the space. Like mm. the, uh, the drawings are not in the same, like they're not in the back, like right next to the fire pit. We'll just say that they're like more over on the wider, the wall of the wider strip, like over where Kafan was starting to explore over to. Yeah. Aerith shrugs back. Mm hmm. I didn't see anything. Should we head out? Yep. Back the way we came. Back the way we came. So your intention is after basically spending a full day of walking is you're going to go back to the cave and start walking back again? Well, we could just camp in the cave if we felt the need to sleep, but mm-hmm. they want to stay in the other cave. It's supposed, it is night. We want to stay in this cave or we want to stay up above? Oh, I, I, if I had to pick between this cave and the long cave that got us here, I choose the long cave that got us here. I choose the long cave too. I don't know if this is high tide or low tide. If the water exactly, is that's what yeah. I was thinking. I at least know that much about water. And Aerith, you didn't just say anything to the south when you went that way. I don't believe so. If not, I feel like the DM didn't tell me. So, mm-hmm. nope, nothing of any particular interest. It was just it's beach. It was just life's, a, life's a beach. Mm-hmm. Yep. It curved out a ways, but then when you when it started to curve back around and you 
could look down that just sort of stretched on for a ways and no no feature of any particular interest jumped out at you. So unless you wanted to like take a real long walk down the beach to see something that it wasn't apparent from where you were at, nothing to report back. Much as I like long walks on the beach. All right. I suppose that means we take so back, back up. Back up. All right. <laughs> Make an acrobatics or and or athletics check to help you climb the rope back up. SLB. Mm-hmm. Who's who's going first? How about Gwen goes first? So if she falls and gets really hurt, we we're down here to help her. That might be good. Wait, shouldn't? Oh, okay. All right. She will use her knack for success to give herself a plus four. Here comes the twenty. <laughs> Yeah, probably. There you go. So, 19. Okay. Wait, what? Uh, oh, you have minus something. Minus two, yeah. yeah. Gwen, maybe taking a little bit more... Uh, now, that, now that you can easily observe or easily grab the rope without having to put yourself off balance, definitely climbs up, and as you get to the top, uh, you're you're better balanced again, having learned your lesson the first time. Make it over the lip and easily get onto the cliff face or the cliff edge. All right, all right. Oh yeah. Okay. Are the rest of us rolling too? If you if you want to climb the rope. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh, that's lower. Uh, Twelve. Okay. Aerith again climbs up, uh, going up onto the ledge. Not quite as graceful as getting off the ledge onto the rope, but uh, no issues. Yay! Acrobatics, I got a 17. Okay. Show off. <laughs> you are a little bit more graceful this time. Uh, the, the wind still is blowing, but you, uh, you're, you're better positioned so that it doesn't knock you around. And uh, you also get up onto the ledge. How wide is this ledge? Is it actually 30 feet wide or whatever it is on the screen? Yeah, between 20 and 30 feet wide. A couple of spaces where it looks like it's indenting further than that. But like, it, it's mostly, there's there's plenty of space if you want to be outside and up against the rocks as opposed to actually physically inside the cave. But you also could be inside the tunnel. I think I said that it's big enough for there to be two people walking side by side so you know you could lay side by side you could lay you know long ways across the width of the tunnel Capan's going to walk over here down past the cave why don't we use this small inlet and just camp here for the night as long as the weather holds yeah it's a a pleasant night it's uh, warm because desert but uh, the ocean breeze is Pretty cool. Doesn't feel quite as dry. And uh, if, if you chose to sleep outside, you wouldn't be miserable. All right. I think that sounds like a wonderful plan. Aerith, make camp. <laughs> Don't you have to wait till he's there. <laughs> falls over. <laughs> Just falls off the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> Comedy ensues. Uh, do you guys still have your uh, fire in a box? Or did you get rid of that when you change stuff around do we upgrade that yeah i think we upgraded it okay so it like makes a whole camp for us with tents and stuff Ooh, fancy fancy monkey butlers 
I don't think I gave you anything about Mon- Monkey Butlers. Well, I remember you saying something. Yeah, it's like you're like, oh, I flavor, and it's like, oh no, now it's gonna be awesome. So yeah, human <laughs> butlers, whatever, whatever level of butler you want to give us, it's fine. Bobold. the butler from Clue. Yes, Mr. Belvedere. Well, he he, he's <laughs> no, he's the villain in the other game. Stop, <laughs> stop cross promoting. <laughs> Mr. Belvedere, Thursdays this fall. <laughs> is that show played anywhere now? Or is mm. that is that been relegated firmly to the eighties? I love Mr. Belvedere. I don't remember like, why. You, are you asking could stream can you stream it somewhere? Yeah, I mean like or no, I mean like or is it on TV land or one of those other channels that eighties so. is now considered classic TV? Or my TV. <laughs> sure, any of those. I'm just like there's certain shows that may have been iconic to me. I mean, but they didn't TV? escape the 80s, and I just was curious if Mr. Belvedere was one of those. Is I just Alf? miss all the sci- sci-fi... Yeah, I miss all the sci-fi sitcoms, like Alf, Harry and the Hendersons, My Small, Small Wonder. Wonder. Small Wonder, yeah. What was, so, the one where the, what was the name of the one where the girl could freeze time? Small Wonder. Was that Small Wonder? No, 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 no. Out no, of this world. Was, out of this world. Oh, Small yeah. Wonder was the girl with the robot. She had the alien dad voiced by Burt Reynolds, and she could Put yes. her fingers together and pause time. So yes. if you do a Google search for Mr. Belvedere, at least on my phone, <laughs> you can also get the people also ask, did Mr. Belvedere seven his balls? <laughs> what? <laughs> Say that again? Did Mr. Did Mr. Belvedere, Belvedere sit on his balls? Okay. Was that like a plot? That was like one of the, the plots of the sit- No, like, that's just TJ's That was the whole function. 20 minutes. <laughs> and fill in what it thinks he's looking for. Okay. Uh, this one, it turns out, is no urban legend. Yes, it's true. Mr. Belvedere did sit on his own balls. He fell backwards riding in a convertible in the Hollywood Christmas Parade. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Does he have some sort of abnormality that makes that easy or possible? <laughs> uh, now I know this, and now I don't know something else that's important. <laughs> Remember I won't I remember. That, do you remember when I took that home winemaking course and forgot how to drive? <laughs> <laughs> you were drunk. And how. Uh, so, okay. Kyle Christmas Parade. The quote continues. We had to shut down for a week while he healed. That was some serious ball sitage. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say anything about when it's airing. So maybe that means that it's not airing locally anywhere. So that's that's sad. Yeah, I don't think I've seen that on TV in a long time. Mr. Belvedere should be on between Perfect Strangers and uh, no, it was on after it was on before after Alf when it when it was regularly played when we were young because I loved it. Who wouldn't? Aliens? I don't know. I, I feel like it does a pretty good job of showing aliens as being uh, favorable, you know, cohabitants. <laughs> Unless you're a cat. What are the shots to say? Unless they're trying to eat your cat. (laughs) Hey, Willie. Uh, Ha! (laughs) Okay, so uh, you guys go into that little inlet and you make camp. Is Are you setting up watches? Are you all sleeping? Are you all staying awake? What's going on? Uh, I think our standard is we we do set a watch. we Sounds are ever good. vigilant in the service of the Raven Queen. Mm-hmm. Never know when you'll get a raven. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I'll offer to go first for the watch. Okay. I'll take I'll take the middle because it's the worst. It can, we'll get to wake up early. Yep. Uh, how long are your shifts? Do you guys do like four hour shifts? That sounds sure. right. Sure. About right. Or three hour shifts? Probably three hour shifts. Three's probably good. We can go accelerated. We don't need a ton of sleep. Okay. We're just going to be marching. Gwen is up first. Go ahead and give me a perception check. Wait, who? I thought, Gwen. yeah, Gwen. Oh, okay, because I, I thought we were going in order. Okay. I, th- I thought Gwen said, yep. That's yeah. like Gwen was taking the first shift, and you said you're taking the second shift. Yep, yep. Yep, so, so in tw- order. 23 total. Okay. Uh, and, and, and what kind of, what are you keeping an eye on? Are you keeping an eye on just like the area right outside you? Are you paying specific attention to the ocean or up and down the uh, I feel walk or the tunnel? Maybe she'd probably take a, make sure she kind of regularly looks back at the tunnel and up towards the cave since we know there's stuff there. But I think she'd probably also find herself uh, just kind of watching the ocean too because it's, they're kind of unique. But. Okay. So you don't notice any movement or hear any sounds in the cave. You don't really see anything along the cliff walk. Uh, looking at the ocean, you know, you catch a pot of what you assume are dolphins going past. You, you know, maybe hear some other sort of ocean life sounds uh, that you are less familiar with, so you can't necessarily identify them. Uh, but all in all, it is a uh, uneventful watch for you. Okay. Right? So, Aerith, same thing? Ooh, I rolled a nat one. There was something shiny outside. Alrighty. Normally it doesn't bother Aerith uh, having that middle one, that middle shift, but for some reason, uh, this time, because uh, maybe because of all the walking, maybe because of the fresh ocean air, you are lulled back to sleep shortly after you uh, wake up. Uh, so, you know, Gwen hands off to you. You, you know, walk around a little bit. You check the tunnel. You look out at the sea. Ocean, sorry. Remain consistent. <laughs> You come back and you just get cozy by the fire, and uh, you know you're not off. And uh, I don't know how you guys track the time, but you figure you slept about an hour and a half or two. So you wait a little bit longer, and then you hand off to Kafan. With no evidence that I fell asleep. So that's I mean, if you if you want to <laughs> if you want to tell Kafan that you fell asleep, you can. Uh, I don't know how they would know that you had. Nope. No, no, it's good. No one would know. Mm-hmm. Okay. Kafan, what is your perception check? I rolled a natural 20, so 31. All right. <laughs> you woke up, saw that I was asleep, and went, <laughs> Jesus, she played attention, <laughs> man. <laughs> you start your shift. You go and check the cave of the tunnel or the mouth of the tunnel nothing going on you go back look out at the ocean nothing going on 
maybe you start to see the tide changing a little bit, and you sit down by the fire. Good, good use of a twenty. Mm-hmm. As you are nearing the second hour of your shift, you hear something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you take a pillow, put it over Eris' face, <laughs> and listen again. And you're now certain of it. You're hearing movement from the tunnel. If you listen, you heard very, very little movement, but there was something. And if you wait like, you know, 10 seconds, maybe you hear like a short whisper. You can't hear what's being said, but you definitely hear a noise being made. Saying something about filthy half dwarfsies. <laughs> I will first, as quietly as possible, wake up Gwen and then Aerith. Like, first you put a hand over their mouth then you slowly remove your pillow from Eris' face <laughs> it's okay i'm considered to be both a living creature and a dead undead creature mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. no part of that is dead <laughs> undead and yeah. living. living impaired mm-hmm. and then i guess if we can quietly box up our like we just box the thing up and it goes back into its box of the, the all the tents and stuff vanish away i guess is it magically like pack up? Yeah, there just should be the return button. Mm-hmm. Or is it like okay. a transformer? Does it go like? I'll just look to both of them, point to my ear, and point to the tunnel. Is this, a, is, is this a shred? A, a thing that you've done before? I don't know. Well, you get to make the decision. It's your character. It, like before with you, or before yes, ever? Yes. Yes. I'll say. I guess probably not. Mm-hmm. Did you lose your ear in the tunnel? <laughs> Just shh. I'm moving closer to the tunnel with my axe out. Oh, I get it. Oh, yeah. His ear must have animated and it's going to attack him. Aerith is following behind with his staff. Well, Aerith would take the back because that's where Aerith goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gwen will come up alongside uh, Finn and whisper, What did you hear? Just whispering. Oh, no. There's a, a little sea troll or something (laughs) (laughs) what's happening over there don't worry about it (laughs) (laughs) pay no attention to the man behind the curtain I was was trying to bring some stuff and it uh, jumped right on the map yep filthy (laughs) half-dwarfsies those sea trolls are dicks so I mean (laughs) You mean the actual ones, or just the the, the uh, basketball team from uh, from the town? You know, the, the sea trolls. The, the sea trolls. Yeah. Uh, what, that's, is this is this like the episode of the Simpsons where Willie's like, "That's not the Nessie. It's just the Aberdeen <laughs> homecoming float." Right. <laughs> I'm waiting and listening at the end of the, the tunnel. Okay, and because Matt hasn't moved. Gwen, as far as I can tell, is where's Gwen at? I say, was this like the cave entrance here? Yeah. So I would say that you're sort of like on uneven terrain. Like that's it's a slope. Like you can be there. It's just okay. like so you wouldn't be visible if they were getting close to the entrance. Like you'd be to the side of the cave. Mm-hmm. But you're not on very steady ground, and that goes the same for uh, Aerith, if that's where you want to be, Steve. Well, and the danger is coming from this direction. I was going from this direction. 
No, no, no. Like so. so this. So I the, think this black tunnel, thing is the tunnel the entrance. entrance. Yeah, that's the entrance of the tunnel. So it like goes here. Okay, so where's where's Kafan? Is that right where, where he is? To... Okay. I'm imagining the white is the thing we're standing on is the cliff at the top. The blue is the water, and then the red stuff is like the wall we came out of. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Yeah. So like that's that's the tunnel goes that way. So you can't see it because it's like like Paul said, the red is it's rockier. It's it's higher because it, there's a. It's not like the tunnel just like comes up and out of the ground. You stayed pretty level as you went. It's just that you know all of a sudden like all the stuff around the tunnel ended. Got it. So, so the I'm black there. rectangle is the entrance to the tunnel. So yes, so that that is the entrance to the tunnel. I'm just behind my meat shield. For, I mean mm-hmm. friends. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you guys Approved. were over here, and you only moved a little bit here, and no one walked in front of the opening. Nope. Right. Okay. Uh, since you were all moving, let's just do a quick check. Make sure that nobody made a bunch of noise. Go ahead and make a stealth check. 14. 14. Nine. Because I am rolling spectacularly. Okay, so... Spectacularly as I did before. It's true. But I'm rolling real dice, which I trust more than the electronic Uh, ones. Well, there's that too. Okay. You guys continue to hear the movement. You're not hearing any voices any longer. Just every so often you hear, you know, a footfall on the ground a little loud or, you know, maybe the rustle of clothing. But there's not much noise coming from here. And as it starts to sound like it's getting fairly close, you do start to see some light coming out from the tunnel. It's not super easy to spot because the sun is starting to be up now, but you can see a little bit that there's light and it's quickly growing brighter. And when finally someone comes out, you see two people are starting to come out or not not people per se they are they are dragonborn and as they get out they immediately see Kafan who's standing you know right there what uh, you know you, you see these two dragonborn come out what is your first response are they ones that we know you do not recognize them no okay I'm just gonna brandish my axe and say what are you doing here they are each holding, uh, I think, maces. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know if they, I was trying to think if they, they had uh, shields or not, but no, just uh, each one has a mace in their hand. And they, in turn, you know, brandish theirs back at you. Say, what are you doing here? <laughs> didn't see that one coming. I asked you first. <laughs> they consult one another. Oh, <laughs> we we've decided to double dog dare you to go first. Oh. <laughs> when they see you, they actually you know they they hold up their maces, but they take like half steps away from you, like back into the tunnel. And the one uh, not closest to you, but the one on the other side, says not that it's any of your business but we were we were fo- 
there were there were some tracks and they uh they led to this tunnel and so he walked oh story checks out yep seems legit <laughs> wait, do you, wait you leave tracks oh okay you guys. <laughs> where'd you start from like like from our house like <laughs> where's your house oh like you want to know like what's what city we're from like what district mm-hmm. we're from yes we're, we're from the second district do they have any kind of like as we're standing here can i just look at like any kind of insignia or something like do they match the guardsmen that we've seen do they, they have like the same equipment or you know um, the standard issue mace number four that they, yeah they, they actually that's a very insightful question their mace and maybe like their boots uh seem to be the same that the other members of the city watch that you've seen have but um their cloak is not they're both wearing dark cloaks and it's still this is now like very early in the morning it's very early in the morning what are your names what's your name we still don't know anything about you why would we tell you our names uh can i use insight to see if they seem guilty do they seem like they're trying to not hide because they don't want to tell us things that's different than trying to conceal information versus being skeptical that to me seems like exactly what insight is for so you should absolutely do that okay well let's hope i roll higher hey that's a decent roll that's a 19 19 plus uh insight Plus six, 25. All right. They are 100 uh, percent, as, 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 the, as the children would say, they are guilty AF. <laughs> My children don't say that. You let your children say that. <laughs> <laughs> this has been asking us what the F word is because he knows there is an F word, but he doesn't know what no, it is. Franks and beans. So. The other day, he goes, Rebecca, is, is the F word fat? <laughs> oh, like, yeah. No, no, but we don't call people that either. <laughs> if you, has he gone through the he knows what the S word is? Well, he, he knows shit and ass. Hold on, though. But because, like, oh, go ahead. Well, because Rebecca basically accidentally taught him both those words. <laughs> She's also dropped the F bomb in front of him, but he didn't notice. So, yeah, you told me there was. There was one time in the car. In my kids, they came up to me like, Dad, one of the kids in the playground said the S word. I went, Oh, and what's the S word? And and yeah, it was, it was, it was either stupid or shut up, but like, I don't remember which one at this point, but it was very cute. See, my mom was watching the kids and she's, she goes on her phone and says something about like, Oh shit. And then like, Amelia starts dancing around the house. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. Yeah. (laughs) It's just like, No, we need to stop that before Corey gets back. Yeah. Rebecca called one of us farts he, she, she said to him man you have some stinky ass farts and she didn't realize what she said to him he was like stinky ass farts and then he was just chanting that the whole day see in our household we have a babysitter for the summer and she brought upstairs and said tell your dad what you said fuck <laughs> wait wait was that what he said or did he just get caught and he's like oh fuck Right. I, I can't remember what the context around it even was. He just dropped the F bomb and uh yeah. <laughs>
Sounds accurate. One hundred percent. Yeah, they 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 are one hundred percent seeming guilty and trying to obfuscate and or conceal. Aerith will approach behind Kafan and go. They seem awfully shifty. When when you approach, you sh- you step into their view, and they take a full step back into the tunnel. I'm going to shift over so I can still see them. They don't have ranged weapons. They just have stupid maces. <laughs> Idiots. True. So, uh, does this game have the ability to hurt people but not kill them, like 5e? Maybe? We'll say yes. Well, I mean, can't fault a guy for trying. <laughs> so, I'm going to shoot at one of them. With what? Uh, my hand of radiance. <laughs> he uses it all the time because it always hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't you shoot at both of them then? Yep. One, two, or three creatures. Oh no, I'm in the line of fire. <laughs> I think it'll be fine. How do we figure this out? It's a roll for each thing like magic missile? Or. I thought what we said is it's a roll for each creature type. Okay. Type? So, like, I'm still only rolling once then. Like, if there was a dragon and, right, right. You know, and a dude, I'd say roll for roll once for the two dudes and roll once for the dragon. All right, this says so. if you when you reduce a creature to zero hit points or fewer, you can choose to knock it unconscious rather than kill it. Yep, under any circumstances, that's just what it says. It says knocking creatures unconscious, okay? Because in 5e, it you cannot you like, do it with dude. magic, yeah. You have okay. to do it with like a melee weapon. Anyway, all right. My two hit is a 20. Fireball. Oh, he's just sleeping. <laughs> Look at that guy. He's all tucked out. <laughs> so it targets what? Both it's, of them. No, no. But what does it target? Fortitude? Oh, oh, sorry. Wrong game. Versus reflex. Okay. Uh, so the reflex was a 20. Their attack to reflex was a 20. Uh, it hits both of them. Okay, so oh, so it just it's it's the same damage that's applied to both. I don't know why I took out more dice. All right, so they each take eleven cold damage. Okay, they each have taken eleven damage. Very good. I feel like now is an appropriate time for us to rule initiative. Yeah, let's kill them. I mean, knock them unconscious. Ooh, I... Are you, are you putting an initiative thing up? I probably should do that, shouldn't I? Here's the clock. There's oh, the cool. clock. Hey, Matt, did you also get a one for initiative? I, I did. <laughs> yes, I'm there too. <laughs> You're Although just are you staring next? slack-jawed at this idiocy <laughs> that Aaron's doing. <laughs> what is you he doing? Have, do you have a negative then for initiative, Matt? No, I have. I get all the way up to a total of two. Oh, okay. Well, ha, ha, ha. Checkmate. <laughs> uh, 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 the letter two. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, we are not good at this. Nope. <laughs> hey, I was sleeping. Yeah, right. My beauty sleep. <laughs> so Aerith has hit both of them with your hand of radiance, which is just—it's like a beam of light that comes out of your staff. Is that right? Uh, it's called that, but. It has been changed to the. I took something that changed it to cold, so it. It's a beam of cold. Yep. So it can be. It can be 
It can be blue. It's kind of like Elsa if she went crazy and okay. was very thin. So it's like Elsa. Yeah, I, I, I thought <laughs> I th- as I was saying, I was like, yeah, it doesn't change anything. <laughs> I think it's called the power of winter. Yeah, I I was more about like the is it just like a view of light or that like something goes flying yeah, out? It's, and hits them? it's definitely the light blue visual. Yeah, it's just not radiant damage anymore. It's not it's not necessarily super bright, but I imagine it's just you know a cyan sort of light blue color that shoots out. Okay, they are going to charge at Aerith. So where's Mr. Uh, guy? I'll go first. Why would? Why would, Why would like one of my attacks have a plus nine and a different attack have like a plus eleven? Depends if you're using a magical item with it. Yeah, I was gonna say, is it linked to certain stuff? Plus nine attack. Because I have I have some of those. Like, don't you have a do you have a weapon attack with one and one's maybe just like a straight magic attack? Well, it says at the bottom. So one is ranged. Does that make a difference? Is that one plus nine? Yeah. I bet you that the melee one is giving you the bonus because isn't your axe plus two? Yeah. Yeah. It, even on the ranged one, it says I'm using the axe hmm. plus. I don't know. Whatever. What's the difference between your dex and your strength? My dex is a ten, and my strength is an eleven. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't really matter. I just don't understand. I was trying to understand where the calculation was coming from, and I don't get it. So that's all I, it was. I could take a peek later, but I'm not going nah, to now. It's, it's, yeah, it's fine. So, yeah. So Mystery Guy is going to attack with his mace, attacking Aerith. So let's see. Does a 14 hit your armor class? 14 does not hit my armor class. Okay. Then guess what? That guy doesn't hit you. Great. Uh, and now the mystery fella is going to try the same thing, tacking with their mace. Does you said a fourteen didn't, so this won't hit either. Okay. So that is the end of their turn. So Aerith is up next. Do opportunity attacks exist in four E? Yes. Yes. Okay. So if I try to move away. They will get attacks potentially at me, but and that's that's not my action. I can just choose to move, like in previous editions. So I'm gonna move one, two, three, four, five. So they each get an attack against me, and because you're not gonna shift, and you can't teleport, right? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Uh, so they each get to do that. Oh, hey, great. They're going to swing with their mace again. Uh, so we'll start with Fella. And Fella, a 17 versus AC? No. Okay. And then Guy. We can't see their names, so. Okay. I mean, you can see it in the turn order, though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't uh, see their names there. Their names aren't there, but I can see that there are. Yeah. Two different people. Oh. <laughs> Kafan also is not labeled, so in mine. Oh weird. Okay, well neither one of them hit you. So good Great. job escaping. Great. And because this is an encounter and I may as well use an encounter power, I'm going to use Fires of Judgment. So it is a area burst one. 
So that would hit both of them, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, it is a... It's versus reflex. I rolled a 19, so 19 plus 9 is 28. Okay. Uh, are you waiting for me to tell you that a 28 hits the reflex? I just... Yes. I just want to make sure. It does. Okay. And this is that micromanaging part. So I think the the flavor is that fires just start raining down upon them. I rolled 16 plus 6 is 22. What, plus, what was, just really quick, what was the range on it? 10. Okay. Air, area burst one within 10 squares. That, okay. that stuff I can understand. All right. So anyway, they take 22 uh, fire damage. Sorry, 22 or 24 plus one damage rolls for each enemy you attack. So I attacked two enemies, so it should be plus two. The 24. Okay, 24. Uh, actually, the, the the flavor of it is the fire's rain down and from heaven. And if one were to look up, it would be Judge Judy's face because it's fire. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They have been bloodied and look absolutely awful. Good. Kafan. All right. So the one closer to me, I don't know which one that is, the one I'm already next to. Yep, that's Mystery Fellow. I will use my minor action to deliver my Oath of Enmity to this fella. And Kafan says, I do not kill with my axe. He who kills with his axe has forgotten the face of the queen. I kill with my heart. <laughs> and You've forgotten the face of your father. <laughs> and then I will... So a push has to be away from me, right? I believe that, yes, that's the way a push works. It pushes you. I think otherwise it would say it was a pull. Okay, so I'm going to try and clear the way out for Gwen. I'm going to do a relentless attack, which is wisdom versus AC. I rolled a 25 versus AC. Okay. I will tell you that a 25 hits their armor class. Okay. <laughs> Two weapon. So, oh, I forgot I get to use D12s in this game. I love being able to get to use D12s. <laughs> so that's 28 damage. Okay. And I get to push Fella two squares and then shift three squares to a square adjacent to it. So I, have to, I think I have to push him away from me. So one, two. Can you go here? One, two. And then I'll go one, two, three. He is, at your discretion, dead or knocked unconscious. Oh, hmm. Well, I think he's dead. Okay. Because I, I honestly... You just said I, you don't kill with your axe. I, don't, I, I think a fan doesn't just pull punches. I just said it, so I don't think I could say now. Hard, because it would be that. more convenient to not murder him. Uh, No, I think he's dead. Sorry, guys. All right. So what, did he actually... Well... Okay, so he's dead, but I also threw him two squares. <laughs> his lifeless you, corpse, I threw two you hit, squares. You hit his body so hard, <laughs> it went up into the air. But his shoes are still in this square. I said they had boots from the city watch, not shoes. For his boots, yes, his boots are still in that square. Yeah, and so are his feet. <laughs> um. 
<laughs> no, I clubbed him. I used the, the relentless attack. I used the the haft of the axe. Remember, I don't ever use the blade except for his this finishing move. Very so good. it was it's like the haft of the axe. Seems like you finished him. Um, Gwen, it's your turn. Finish <laughs> him. Get over here. So, so you're telling him to get over here, and you're gonna wait for him to, his turn for him to see if he comes. <laughs> I was using other uh, <laughs> Mortal Kombat phrases. You'll you'll get more flies with honey. <laughs> Kindly come over here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll use my divine challenge to mark him. Oh man, I didn't even roll twice. That was dumb. I I did my oath for nothing. <laughs> oh well. And then I shall see you smoting. Oh, you're dead? <laughs> well, okay. Uh, I've been itching to try this new Captain America shield thing, so I'm going to th- try throwing the shield at him from my perch over here. Okay. <laughs> it flies off into the ocean, never to be seen again. My <laughs> 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 frisbee. <laughs> you're, you're just not good at math so the first bounce you're like oh it'll come back when it's still good it's still good uh, so um oh at least it's during the day so we can watch it sink <laughs> right and it'll be a uh, 16 versus ac okay you've tied it hmm. I, I succeeds believe, I success I think so too. Okay, so we do. I do six damage. Okay, y- you can also choose to kill it or knock it unconscious. We'll knock this one out. We still need answers. Okay, but as it hits him, like it, there's like a puff of like black raven feather just that hits as it flies back to me. Okay, I don't think these guys were gonna be. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they were ready for us. <laughs> Aerith knocked both of them down to one hit point. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow, that's a except. Like you're just like mangling his body, Kafan. Just it's like <laughs> a meat tender like Twenty-eight damage. <laughs> just whack, whack, whack. I I told you it looked pretty bad, and uh, they were definitely already bloodied by that point. <laughs> so it pulled us out of initiative, and. We have one dead uh, Dragonborn guard and one unconscious Dragonborn guard. Man, I uh, sure hope these guys are bad guys. <laughs> Aerith will start like rummaging through the corpse, looking Wait, for stuff. The corpse or the clothing <laughs> of the corpse? Like, you heard me. I... <laughs> Time for like, the weekend at Bernie stuff. They're they're probably hiding stuff in their body cavity. <laughs> <laughs> Gareth does not use gloves. No. No one washes hands afterwards. Oh. <laughs> oh, who wants some salad? It's hand tossed. <laughs> oh, man. Aerith is checking the corpse's cavities and also the, the corpse's clothing. And inside the clothing, you find, well, <laughs> on their person, they are wearing some leather armor. He's got uh, a mace. He's carrying a dagger and also has a um, piece of mirrored glass. Hmm. How big? Easy to hold within your hand. It's not round, so like you have to be careful not to cut yourself on the edges or the corners. 
but you know, maybe like what, like three inches square. I mean, it's not, it's not perfect square, but does know. his hair look nice? Does the dragonborn's hair look nice? <laughs> his hair is perfect. His hair is perfect. He's got a mirror. Anyway, never mind. <laughs> he was doing the werewolf of London. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the other thing that you find is not on in any like his pockets or things, and it's also not on his clothes, not in his person, but on his person. There is. You know, if, if if you're if you're being thorough, and I I believe that Aerith would be incredibly thorough. Yep. Um, you see, on the back, like where our shoulder blades would be, there is a tattoo, and you can give me a quick religion check. Oh, let's see how good I am at that. Okay, I rolled an eleven. We all have religion, don't we? Yes, yeah, I think so. You're the one who saw it, so you can yeah. look first. Eighteen. Okay. You have not seen this before, but you certainly recognize it. There is a tattoo that signifies that he's a member of a cult of Orcus. I will I will basically like pull because somebody else was doing something near the body, right? Or are you guys both I'm, dealing with the live one? Um I'm watching you. Oh, okay. So then I would. But I don't know what, what Gwen's doing. Since I knew that you were there, I would intentionally pull down the article of clothing, like whatever would stretched out to be, and then you know, like point at the tattoo. Do, and mm. then, and then he would say, "Does that one have one?" Pointing to the live one. Let's find out. Okay. What is uh, the tattoo for? Do, do you not recognize it? I don't know. Should I roll, TJ? I was just gonna yeah. Let, yeah. Okay. If, if, if I'm just you, gonna let. You might know more uh, about it than I do. I got a 30. Oh, no, no, a 30, 32. How? <laughs> I have a 13 in religion. So, uh, you... I'm... Oh, whatever. You also recognize that it is... Oh, you're a teacher's yeah. pet? Is that what you were going to say? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is. Uh, uh, it signifies that they are members of a cult of Orcus. Okay. And you would know that a, a cult of Orcus most likely would have very small membership and probably what it would have is between one and five servants reporting to someone who is truly seeking power from Orcus. You know, like these two more than likely were simply sycophants and there was maybe someone who actually already has been gifted some powers from Orcus that they were reporting to. Hmm. Aerith, how did you know this before? Why did you shoot at them? Uh, they seemed evil. It, okay. They had a gun. I... <laughs> <laughs> throws one at the ground. <laughs> <laughs> uh okay <laughs> i love yes. how we're just casually laughing at you know the police of like planting evidence oh it's mm-hmm. so funny i was laughing at the fact that there's a gun <laughs> that right, exactly. there's a gun in this fantasy world there could mm-hmm. be. why couldn't there be so i guess i didn't i didn't realize they were bad right away i am glad you knew i, I don't know if i could do that mm-hmm 
It's tricky. Gwen, yes. what is what is the other one doing? Or is, is the other one the uh, same? He's sleeping. No, but does he have the <laughs> tattoo? Oh, I haven't looked yet. You were busy checking his tattoo. Uh, so when you go to look, he doesn't. That one does, in fact, also have the tattoo. Okay. <clears throat> Man, I thought yep. we were going to be really lucky that we killed the one with the tattoo, and the other one wasn't. <laughs> it was it, 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 for a walk. It was his enthralled <laughs> slave. Yeah, yeah. Right. All right. Should we try to get some answers out of this one. Mm-hmm. So yes. you. Well, is there anything else of note that I find? A I... note that says, you know. Something, 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 signed the big bad. Like, whatever. A map nope. leading back to secret base. <laughs> discreet. Discreet. How about the code, book? the code book for his mirror? Huh? Huh? Nope. There you uh, go. Nope. You don't. All you found were, like, his sort of guardly belongings and that one mirror that doesn't seem necessary for guarding things. And the one that was. De- not dead. Uh, does it look like the kind that's just meant to like reflect light as a communication tool? Like, I mean, I said it was mirrored glass. Like the part of your it's pretty cloudy. So, like, if he was actually using it to quaff his scales, <laughs> it maybe isn't super effective at that. And you would imagine that it would be very effective at simply you know reflecting light. Okay. Hmm. Uh, okay, so if you guys aren't going to do any more searching, then uh, we'll just fast forward about, you know, an hour and a half or so. When... In that hour and a half, I want to have a conversation, though. Okay, well then, have a conversation. I'll say to the two of them... You can only talk for an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> I think it In seems real time. That, that this mirror is being used as a communication device. Do you think there's a way we could set a trap with it? If we try and signal, maybe whoever they were coming here to signal? Perhaps. I don't know what kind of signal would you think we'd send. Some flashes of light. We don't have any way of knowing if there was a specific pattern or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Maybe that's something to talk about with this other individual. Or more than likely individuals. I, I mean that one, and I'll point at the unconscious guy. Oh, they were definitely together. I know. I'm saying maybe this one knows the signal they were supposed to give. Oh, do the, does mm-hmm. does he have a mirror? Like, I haven't no checked. One, no one's checked his body yet. Yep. Okay. Say, we should. We were worried about right. tying him up. Yeah, I was gonna say we should tie him up and make sure his weapons are not at hand, stowed safely okay. in his overhead compartment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So we we do all you, those things, TJ. You mean the dead one? Okay. Uh, you. You check, and this person, this dragonborn, only has the guard stuff on them. You know, the mace, the leather armor, a couple daggers, and that's it. Oh, that means we killed the smart one. No, maybe, but maybe no, no. The smart one made the other one hold on to the signaling thing (laughs) for him. All right, let's talk to him. All right. Well, the other part is: is there any chance that this is like a magic piece of mirror? Should we have it like covered up? Oh, like a scene sort of like scrying device? Yeah, I don't. I'd never thought of that. Would anyone like to use Arcana to see if you think it is magic-y? I would. Not me. I'm not smart. I'm wise. <laughs> I'm smart and wise, but also very weak. 
<laughs> this was not a great one. I got a 15. Oh, geez. 32 to 15. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Are, are you even rolling, bro? <laughs> you rolled a one, Steve. So. Do you even, <laughs> do you even D20, bro? Do you even oh. D&D? <laughs> Stop using the D12s. After <laughs> you twelving yourself, <laughs> you do not detect that this is uh, enchanted in any way. I, I do not think it's magical. All right. This one now is all tied up. Its mace and daggers have been removed and placed safely out of reach. You know, like I said, about an hour and a half after that begins to come to. Ah. Oh. I brush up in his face. Tell me where's the Joker? <laughs> Punch him in the hand. He says, "What? What are you doing? Why do you do this? Why did you do this? That one attacked us. Which one?" He gestures to Aerith. "I know you are, but what am I?" We know you are agents of Orcus. What are you talking about? You can all you use know, it. Tattoos. I'll 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 lift up the dead corpse and like I'll show that I'll point. Point. you how, how what's that? How'd that get there? <laughs> <laughs> wow, I must have been on such a bender last night. Did you did you join the navy? Um uh, <laughs> you need me to roll an insight or is my passive insight of twenty two good enough to figure out if oh, yeah, he, oh yeah. Like he's just grasping his straws, just like deny, deny, deny. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, can I use my intimidate? And I'm going to say, like, you better start talking. This was us being nice. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Go ahead and use intimidate. Oh. <laughs> I only got an eight. <laughs> Eric, why did you try to intimidate? Great news, Matt. You didn't roll a one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Aerith will start intimidating by doing unseemly things to the other body by making it sound its balls <laughs> oh no oh, the worst torture ever he accidentally sits on his balls <laughs> I can imagine this is like a whole 15 minute production of you know Try to set up the whole, and then look, he sits on his balls. We're just sitting next to the guy, like also looking confused. <laughs> this might be not only the greatest, but perhaps the only Mr. Belvedere callback to everybody. <laughs> oh well, I rolled a nineteen, and. My intimidate is four, so twenty-three. Oh, not my balls! <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen. I'll tell you. I'll tell you. He he was he was in charge of 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 everything, and and and, and you like <laughs> you you push him down on the balls some more. <laughs> He's like, fine, fine. Uh, he, he, we, we, we scheme together, and and, uh, and and oh god, oh god. Um, the name of this episode is clearly just Mr. Belvedere's balls. 
No, it's it's the name of the episode is Streaks Out of the China. Um, <laughs> um, so anyway, so <clears throat> the confession that you get is that the one that you killed uh was was in the south gate and left it abandoned and joined up with this one and together they killed the guard uh that was missing uh from the one gate to the north if you choose to ask he will tell you that they were going to kill the other guard but since it was that one was asleep uh they figured you know rather than risk making noise like it was out cold they just you know opened the gate and went on their way and their job was once they did that to hide out in the town until the follow until that night when they could hopefully escape to the tunnel and join everyone they don't they don't know he didn't this one doesn't know exactly what the plan was if Barthas was unsuccessful, but they were still hoping to be able to escape. But they knew if nothing else, they had to get away from Ashkent because, you know, they were missing from their, you know, the one was missing from the post and it wouldn't take long for them to figure out, you know, that it'd be hard to explain that away. They didn't have a good enough alibi, they thought, to protect themselves and be able to stay in Ashkent any longer. So, and uh, they, they their, their plan was they were going to come here and wait till nightfall and then try to signal for a ship that was supposed to be far offshore that was supposed to come back and collect Barthas and his prize. And they thought them as well. And with that being said, like the way they're talking about Barthas and what his plan was to do there, they have no idea who they're talking to. Mm-hmm. Or I'm sorry, he has no idea who he's talking to. Right. Since he's the only one that's left alive. Maybe he could put two and two together if he could think clearly, but he's just so goddamn scared of getting his ball sat on. <laughs> <laughs> and if you guys are okay, that is where we'll stop. Yay! Well played, Eric. Yeah. All right. Are you saying I played with his balls? Whatever he had to do to scare that confession out of him. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I like how in this world we have already established that the ancient uh, half orc martial art is like purple nurples and uh, <laughs> um, wet willies and stuff. And now the greatest torture known to man is Mr. Belvedere's balls. <laughs> <laughs> it's just called giving him a Mr. Belvedere. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, God. that's gonna be like the same thing as like a uh, uh, dirty Sanchez. <laughs> no. mm-hmm. Oh, somehow <laughs> I feel like we've sullied the, the act of sitting on one's balls. this great new show. I think it's an old show. Have you ever heard of it? It's called Mister Belvedere, and Steve just collapses to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> So with that, uh, thank you for listening to this episode of Entropy Rising. We hope you had half as much fun as TJ did. (laughs) 
Find us on the tweets. Send us emails. Give us your love, your adoration, and $85.